I love you. We have to be very quiet on this one. I just okay. put the potatoes. I put them in the fryer. They're oh. sleeping, so we gotta be real quiet. Okay? All right, all right, all but right. only for like yeah. half a minute, right? Because yeah, I'm not gonna care after a while. Yeah. Well, no, I'm just saying, like you know, it only takes so long to cook potatoes. Yeah, I mean, they could sit in there for a while. It's a nice steamy bath. Yeah. I should probably remove them, shouldn't I? Yeah, yeah. That's how you start right. fires. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I'll, I'll take them out of there. They are nice and golden brown. All right, well, we'll munch on these potatoes uh, while we talk yeah. to these potatoes. Oh, I thought this was the Secret Potato Podcast. This is this is our <laughs> podcast, isn't it? Oops. <laughs> Yeah, we get we have a we have a secret podcast where we just sit on the couch like surrounded by potatoes and just talk to them. <laughs> yeah, just talk to them and you know eat a couple and tell tell them bedtime stories before we like yeah. torture a few of them. <laughs> We're sick, have you ever seen? <laughs> have you ever seen a uh, sausage party? The Seth yes. Rogen animated <laughs> where they like cut up the the potato and they're like cutting his eyes off. And he's yeah. like, oh God! God, my eyes. Uh, uh, why are the movie. gods doing this to us <laughs> <laughs> we're not talking that silly movie today we're talking a different animation yeah uh, i am the green traveler and i am the faceless leon this is a movie this is a podcast about movies and tv some someday we'll make a movie about podcasts and sometimes we'll, yes sometime <laughs> we will uh we'll put that down on our our, our play our plan bill That'll be our popular, our, our, our proper evolution. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like Pokemon. First, first, first you make a movie, then you make a podcast, then you make a movie about podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, today we're talking Sleeping Beauty, hence the ridiculous and stupid intro I decided to come up with. Yeah. <laughs> Sleeping Beauty, this comes, uh, it, this is kind of crazy, it comes four years after... The last film, uh, Lady and the Tramp, which yeah. it's only crazy. It's only crazy because now Disney puts out like eight movies a year. And so it's it's hard to imagine that they took so long of a gap between their animations. But I guess they do that. They even do that today because like, yeah. the last one. What was the last one? Was it Frozen well, 2? I like think two years Raya ago. and the Last Dragon was the last one that's considered. Oh, that's right. That. And that's then right. it was Frozen 2. And then it was Moana before that. Yeah, and it seemed like a, a. I mean, it might have been back to back years, but it seemed like there was a gap between Moana and Frozen. Yeah, too. I'm pretty sure there was quite a gap, and it seemed like there was yeah. a decent gap between uh, Frozen, the original one, and Moana, uh, mm-hmm. because we started working at Target towards the tail end of the the toy phenomenon of Frozen. Oh, right, right. Yeah, and. It, then it seemed like we were okay for a little bit, and then there was that fucking singing chicken that just never quit <laughs> from Moana. Yep, I remember that. Like the chicken's like uh, my the le- the my least remembered part of that movie. Yeah, and but I remember it's the true. chicken. <laughs> yeah, because that song <laughs> fucking sucked. God, I can't. I, I I really don't want to get to the frozen days in this playlist, but we'll get there. We'll soon. get there. We'll get there. We'll be yeah. 82. I'm, I'm not. 
I'm not looking forward to it, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't hate I don't hate the new stuff, but it's just uh yeah, I don't, I don't even hate Frozen, but like uh, the hype the music, was so yeah. big on it and yeah. when we went to go see it, I was like okay, like it was okay. And everybody was like, "What?" And I was like, "No, it was it was just okay." And then yeah. uh, the hype just continued, and and you just hear it everywhere. And it was like, "All right, I am sick of this. This is done. This is dead to me." I didn't even go to the theaters. Like you guys recommended it, and I was just like, "I think I pirated it on my laptop and just watched it there." Aren't we trying to get paid by Disney? That's that's what I was gonna say. It was totally a joke. Disney, like, I still want I still want sponsorship. I'll still show out to them. I totally rented this off of some renting site. I am one hundred percent certain. Yes, I'm certain that I watched him. I am witness. Exactly. And I remember watching it, and Ken was just like, "You're gonna really like it. You're gonna like it." He was sitting over in, in on his side of the room. And then I finished it, closed my laptop, and he's like, you didn't like it, did you? And I was like, eh, it's all right. <laughs> yeah, it, I'm totally with you. It was just okay. It was hyped up so much that I was disappointed in it. Like, if I if yeah. I had no hype in it and I went to see it, I would have been happy with it. I remember Frozen when it came out. Like, every single toy in Target, everything. Like, you jostle a box and you hear Let It Go. It was so damned frustrating. And, like, it is a good song. That's the problem is that it's a very good song. But it's so annoying when it's played over and over again. Like, that was the that was the worst part about Frozen. And why I like Raya and the Last Dragon so much is because I don't work at a retail store. And yeah. I'm not constantly, <laughs> not constantly harassed by the, the latest toys and shit. So it's like, I could just watch Raya and the Last Dragon and be like, that was amazing. I'm going to set it aside and, you know, put it on the shelf until I'm ready to watch it again. Whereas with Frozen and Moana, it was just constantly bashing me in the face everywhere I went. And it's just like, fuck these movies. (laughs) For sure. Anyhow, excuse me, Sleeping Beauty. (laughs) 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 I I did not intend that to happen, but it worked and I should have just went with it. Anyhow, uh, this story, like you know, other Disney stories, is an old story. So I, what I like to do is talk a little bit about the origins of these old stories that Disney's adapting. Uh, I will say this one is not nearly as old, at least considered to be nearly as old as Cinderella. It is believed that it was probably started around the uh, 1300s. Then eventually that that version of the tale was published by uh, Basile, or Basile, I can't remember, an Italian guy. Same guy uh, from, we got the three same authors uh, in Europe that printed different versions of this stories again. Gian Battista Basile, in Italian, and then in French we had Peralt, and then the... uh, Brothers Grimm in German. And I mentioned last time that Cinderella is considered type like 510 or something. This is type <laughs> 410, which means oh, that shit. there's a magical. Which means it's Snow White. Yeah. Yeah, I think honestly, Snow White in this story is pretty much the same story. Where the princess falls asleep and is, uh, the magic is uh, reversed at the end. Right. 
here's something that like really pisses me off is so as is becoming uh the the norm with the silver age that i'm discovering is i haven't really watched sleeping beauty more than once which is a yeah. little surprising but when i was re-watching i was like i don't remember any of this i only remember maleficent those yeah. are the only things i remember because that was all that interested me as a kid because honestly uh, as we get into this movie and as you'll hear from me a lot probably in the next 20 minutes this movie's fucking boring as shit yeah it's a little boring unless maleficent's on the screen yeah. but what really makes me mad is I've had many conversations with many many Disney fans where I will accidentally mix up Snow White and Sleeping Beauty. And they just kind of make fun of me. It's just like, come on, man, that's totally Sleeping Beauty. What's wrong with you, you idiot? <laughs> and I'm just like, what? You know, and I never understood why I, why I just morphed them. And like both of those stories are just morphed for me. When I think Snow yeah. White, sometimes I think Snow White versus Maleficent. Like it just, it just seems like she should be the villain. Like there should be a dragon in that movie. And so, you know, a lot of Disney people have made fun of me. And then I watched this movie again and I realized it literally is just Snow White and they can go fuck themselves. Yeah. For me thinking that they're the exact same movie because they are the exact same movie. It's the same plot with a different skin on it. I'm totally with you. I'm 100% with you. So, it pisses me off that they made fun of me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, they're just they're just hardcore and they know they know all the frames. That's the problem. We know all the friends and where they go. They've had all the puzzles growing up. And in Snow White, she has at least 20 times more agency than Sleeping Beauty. <laughs> Sleeping Beauty is literally cursed by a prophecy. And she just follows the steps through the prophecy. That's that's the story. Right. She. She's not a very good protagonist, and in fact, some people refer to her as the uh, least feminist Disney princess, because she, she literally, this story just happens to her. And I, I guess, yeah. uh, uh, would you like to synopsize it? Yeah, sure. I don't remember why. I think it might just be because uh, Sleeping Beauty was born. What's her real name? Aurora? Aurora, Aurora is the is the princess's name, yes. Is, it, is Rose like her last name, or am I just making that uh, up? No, uh, when she uh, later goes to live with the fairies, her name is Primrose. Oh. Oh, okay, gotcha. There we go. Yeah, yeah. I, I think she's, like, just born, or maybe the party is, like, for her, mat, like, signifying who she's going to marry or whatever. I can't remember, but there's a big party, and Maleficent's not invited. And that pisses her off, so she curses the baby, of course, yeah. like you do. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Like, if I don't get invited to a party, I just, like, become passive-aggressive. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that would have been fun. Yeah, sure, I would have, yeah, totally. Yeah, I wasn't doing anything yesterday. Yeah, but, like, no, <laughs> Maleficent's immediately like, I'm cursing you for, for all life. Like, you're, you're going to grow up, you're going to hit 16, you're going to prick your finger on some kind of spindly thing, and you're just going to die. It's like, well, shit, that's kind of cruel, but all right. Next time we'll invite you to the fucking party, I guess. Yeah, like, geez, God. <laughs> it's, this, this is what, the 1400s? Everybody has more kids. Like, come on, you're okay. <laughs> but, yeah, because of that, because she is cursed, the fairies, the fairies each had one gift to give, and I think two of them had already given theirs. Yes. And, and the third was about to give hers, and she's like, well, I, can, I can't undo the curse, but I can, you know, add a caveat. <laughs> yep. And so she adds adds a little caveat that uh, 
Sleeping Beauty won't die. She'll just be put to sleep. And True Love's Kiss can wake her up. Sure. All right. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense, I guess. That's beautiful little tale, as long as you've met the man before and you know that it is true love and that it's not just this weird little yeah. thing that you once upon a dream and that's it. <laughs> hey, though, at the very least, they do meet each other. I was going to say that. Because yeah, as growing up, yeah. I do not remember that, that part where they actually meet each other and dance. Right. Or at the very least, like the once upon a dream shit made me think that it was a dream. But I do, I do like that song, the once upon a dream song. It's a good you know, song. they do the the fairies ferry her away and mm-hmm. hide her away from Maleficent's view, and she lives a normal life up until the point when she's sixteen and shit happens. She meets Prince Philip. Is it? Philip? That's right. Is Prince Philip? Hey, 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 look at this memory on me. This prince and, uh, has a I didn't have Literally, my notes are just Maleficent. I wrote, Maleficent's grand appearance is it finally arrives at minute 7.45. And like <laughs> that's all that it is, is like notes about Maleficent. Because when she's not on screen, I'm bored as fucking all get well, out. Well, okay. But I did find Flora, Fauna, and Meriwether, the, the good fairies. I found them all to be rather in, enjoyable characters. And they have their own little spats between them, especially Flora and Meriwether. Yeah. Like they, they want things to either be pink or blue respectively. Um, and then <laughs> Fauna uh, tries to bake a cake. Yeah. Th- th- that stuff's a lot of fun, but there's only like one scene of that. Right. And then the rest of it is just kind of like background bickering. Yeah. They could have done, done something more with it, but I think they tried to do something more with it in Maleficent and it didn't help. I don't remember it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What I wanted to mention, Flora and Fauna are voiced by Verna Felton and Barbara Jo Allen, and they do uh, fine jobs. Felton also plays Queen Leah. But anyhow, what I want to talk about is Meriwether uh, is the return of Lady Barbara Luddy. That that voice is just so good. And and she does – it's like she is the – I don't know if shorter tempered is the correct term for the for the fairy <laughs> but she she gets uh bothered easier than uh Flora and Fauna do uh at least by Flora and Fauna's actions and uh I think that her voice lends well to this comical thing and also it's very lullabyic when she adds on to the curse uh, to, to save the baby. She's the one who, who gets that wish. About the fairies, going back to origin stories, uh, the the fairies show up in Perrault's version of the story, and there's actually seven good fairies that are invited. Ah, oh, seven dwarves. Uh, yes. and uh, <laughs> But they didn't invite this old fairy who was who was living as a hermit in a in a tower, and everybody thought was just dead. They didn't invite her, and so she felt bad about that, and she cursed her to do the spindle thing. This is also where the spindles introduce. Neither of these things were in Basile's version of the story. In fact, <laughs> his there was a flax seed that got stuck in Princess. She's not even a princess. She's a a, a daughter of a lord. Talia is her name, and she gets a flax seed stuck under her her finger. And then a king comes by the abandoned house and finds her asleep, 
and has sex with her. Oh, yes. Okay. And then she gets pregnant and has twins uh, named Sun and Moon. And then, while sleeping, yes. And one okay. of the children sucks at her finger and draws out the flaxseed. And she wakes up and finds out that she's a mother. Eventually, this king guy comes back and he's like, Oh, you're awake. Uh, this is what happened. And then they fall in love. But he's like, Hey, I'll come back for you and bring you back to the kingdom soon. And he goes back and his wife, the queen, finds out about it <laughs> and sends uh, a letter pretending to be the king to Talia asking her to send the children. And so she has the children sent and she's like, hey, I want you to cook these children for the king. Cook is like, I'm not going to do that. And uh, eventually the king finds out about it and he burns her, the queen to death. Then he and Talia get married. You know, make a few make a few changes, but uh, spruce that up. And I really like that story a lot more than what we got. Y- yeah, you think so? That him sleeping with the the I, I said, dead woman. I, I said make a few changes, spruce okay. it up a little, and we got a good story there. Well, that's what Perrault tried to do. So Perrault, <laughs> okay, <laughs> but he, the Perrault had the fairies. Perrault brings in the fairies and the spindle. And the, the, the curse and the prophecy, right? And then I think that that part is still fun. I think child cake would have been a little entertaining. Yes, okay. That would have been. I'm saying she should have cooked them a little. You know, she, yeah. That should have been like part of her anger. Well, she was part I dragon, little... so she could have done that. But anyhow, in Perlt's version, there is that, that trope of the story. But it's actually the princess's mother-in-law. So... The prince finds her and is like, oh, she's sleeping. She's magnificent. And he kisses her. That's it. Just kisses her. Nothing nothing super gross. And it wakes her up. This is also after 100 years have passed. So she's been, she's been sitting there sleeping for 100 years. And so is the rest of the kingdom. So, yeah, it's a little gross. But she's so beautiful that he has to kiss her. And she wakes up and no, so does everybody else in the castle. And then he brings her home. And he becomes king, but his queen mother is part ogre, apparently. And she tries to have the cook cook the children, and then tries to have the cook cook the wife. But both times, the cook's like, I'm not going to do that. And eventually, they kick the ogress out, I guess. No, she, this is it. She fills a cauldron full of vipers, or something like that. And jumps into it and then she's gone. She's still digging that. Like why can't we have Malefic why can't we have Maleficent as a villain and also that as a villain? Let's have both let's have some have trials both for things. Sleeping Beauty. Yeah, yeah. Well the brothers Grimm, they disagreed with you. They said that's yeah, two different yeah. stories. That's two different stories. <laughs> so their sleeping beauty ends after the prince kisses the the uh the sleeping beauty which kind of is about what happens in the disney version to be honest not much happens after that there there is a dragon fight and like you said maleficent's the coolest part so that's it's pretty cool 
but then there's the evil mother-in-law, which is is the other story that they they took from Peralt and made into uh, Cinderella. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's different. The because the mother-in-law they're already married, so it's it's not the stepmother. It's not the evil stepmother. Oh, okay, it's the evil mother-in-law. Gotcha, gotcha. Huh? Similar but different. And yet, in the end, it's just Snow White and not yep. a better version of Snow White. That's true. You got anything else to say about the actual movie? <laughs> no. Uh, I mean, I guess uh, it was like, I guess it was one of the first, it was another version of widescreen cinemascope. I just can't remember what it was called, but it was another another first for animation where it's like, this is the first one using like cine- cinemascope widescreen or I don't remember what it was. But, you know, again, changing up the animation scheme, still perfecting their, their stuff. Like, it still looks good. I really loved how it looked. And yeah. that, you know, Once Upon a Dream song is still, I like that, even though, I, you know. It's it definitely stuck times. in your head. You were singing it right before we started. Yeah. And singing it poorly. <laughs> well, I don't know. It wasn't that bad. Hey, thanks, man. You're welcome. <laughs> About this movie. I had something, and it's gone. Well, there are some cool things. Oh, it was about the animation. I do remember watching a documentary. Could not tell you when I watched the documentary, but it was about somebody who worked with Disney, and he said after making this movie that he would never make another animated movie the same way. Because, like, I guess, like, they painstakingly, like, painted each cell or instead of copying it or something yeah. like that. shit. Yeah, or I can't remember Shit, exactly, so don't quote me on this. Uh, you shouldn't quote me on the, any other thing that I say on this show. Never quote me. We're not podcasters. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you can quote me. Uh, just just remember that it might not be true. Oh, you can quote me on that if you go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash green and faceless. <laughs> That's right. Subscribe to our Patreon page. You can get votes on our threesomes later on. That's right. That's true indeed. Among uh, among other things. I'm not sure. Ex- I, can't, I don't remember what date this episode's going to come out. But yeah, uh, there, we might be voting currently. We might be looking for suggestions yeah. still. So, you know, if, yeah. if you're willing to, to give us your pinched pennies... We're, we're, we're liable to pinch you back, potatoes. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, did you get those out of the fryer? Nah, I think I it's on fire, actually. <laughs> I might have left them in. I think we removed them at the beginning, actually. I just don't remember if I put them right back in. Yeah. I ate them all already. But with Sleeping Beauty, uh, closing statements with it, really fucking bored. The, again, the, the only notes I took down were Maleficent notes. When Maleficent mm-hmm. entered, you know, she's very intimidating. She's a really good villain. She's so cold. She's so just fucking brutal at times. And she becomes a fucking dragon at the end. Like, it's fucking awesome. Yeah. But she's the only thing about this whole movie that I care about. Like, the, the fairies are fun. Yeah. And, you know, there's, there's some funny moments. I remember the the kings fighting over, like, fighting with fish. Like, yes. Like, got... Yeah. One of them has a fish they, as a sword. They got, got there's like a, a ladder as a shield. Heavy drinking scene between both the kings and yeah. one of their like tasters or something, and <laughs> all three of them are super yeah, drunk. Yeah, that's right. And then uh, he says something along the lines of like, "What if 
she doesn't want to get married to Philip. And Philip's dad's like, what's wrong with my Philip? And he goes to draw his sword, <laughs> but he grabs a fish instead. It, like, that shit's funny. Like, yeah. I, I remember, I laugh, but at the same time, I kind of forget it. Like, you, you, right. you, you mentioning all of that, it was coming back as you were saying it. I was like, all right, that is exactly what happened. I was yeah. remembering it as you were talking about it. But all I remembered prior was uh, some guy was swinging a fish, and I was laughing <laughs> at it. Like it, it's it's boring. It, it goes away immediately. Like there's no there's no engagement uh, other than Maleficent as the villain. Everything just feels like a complete ripoff of Snow White. You know the the fairies are the dwarves, and yeah. <laughs> the the evil witch is the is Maleficent. Like I, I tell you, when I watch Snow White, I expect evil witch to turn into a dragon but she turns into an evil witch and i'm like oh, right, right. <laughs> oh yeah yeah that's right that's sleeping beauty though honestly her yeah. transformation scene i think is more impactful i remember yeah, it's disturbing yeah, yeah it's disturbing as fuck so did you give it a rating i'm sorry oh. i i give it two stars it's it's still it's still a good movie yeah i mean it's a good animation it's not it's not awful you know yeah. it's like you don't go below two stars unless you're really bad Right, but this isn't really bad. It's 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 still good, but it's not it's not my favorite of the Silver Age. So yeah, I'll, I'll give it that. It. I'll give it that. I, I yeah, I'll give it. I'm gonna give it a full face because it's a competent movie, except for I wish like you know the main, the protagonist had more agency. But there's nothing wrong with hey the story of there's this prophecy and ah damn it it came through it came true. But in the end, everything's okay. There's nothing wrong with that story. However, the fact that they all kind of... I, 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 I never got why the one fairy was like, we're going to put them all to sleep. It's so that they don't get disappointed. Yeah. In this story, it's so that they don't get disappointed when they come to her room and she's, you know, passed out nearly dead. Because they're, they're trying to marry her off. That's another thing about this movie. They're trying to marry her off so that she will have that kiss so that the curse is null and void. Uh, but that doesn't yeah. happen. I think that it would have been more interesting if, like Maleficent said, Philip was in a cell for a hundred years, and then finally the fairies found out where he was, released him, used their magic to restore his youth, and then he goes and, and saves her. I think that would have been more interesting. Right. And, and a better reason for them to be put the, the whole kingdom to be put asleep. Because they put the whole kingdom to sleep, but they're only asleep for like half a day. So, like, <laughs> I don't know. It just seems like uh, you might as well go with the more yeah. traditional telling of 100 years if you're going to do that. Yeah, I don't even, I honestly forgot that they had put them to sleep. Like, most of the <laughs> See, it's, it's, it's not awesome important drag. to the story. Yeah. I mean, but the only thing I remember of dragon of, of the of the ending is dragon fight and a kiss. Like that's it. Yeah. That's all I got at the ending. Yeah, is he kisses her. That's all you need. And then there's also a dragon fight. <laughs> so yeah, I guess I feel like all in all, not necessarily uh, recommending this one, but it's not like you have to avoid this one if you're going through uh, a movie right. marathon. It didn't. It didn't have a racist placard at the front, and we got a. It didn't. It didn't. However, it should have a sexist one. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, That's the truth. Uh, Well, I think that's our show. Hell yeah, I've been the green traveler, everybody. And I have been the faceless Leon. Safe travels. 
and good night. Green and Faceless on the Couch is a proud production of Fiction Works 19. If you like the show, please show your support by rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Like, follow, subscribe, wherever you might listen. We also now have a Patreon account. If you feel so inclined to support us in a financial manner, please become a patron by visiting patreon.com slash greenandfaceless. You can also find more information about us on our Facebook account or on the FictionWorks19 Instagram account. Thank you so much for listening.